0: we are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Faith is the substance of things. Faith is the divine energy of God. God's divine energy, his divine power, is in his word. His word is filled with faith. When you get God's word in you, you'll have faith. But now how could you have faith in healing or physical health if you didn't know that God had already given it to you? It may be yours, but you may not know about it, so you don't enter into it. So by the exceeding great and precious promises, he hath given unto us all things so that we could be partakers of his divine nature. In other words, we don't have to operate on the beggarly elements of the world. We can be partakers of the divine nature. The eternal power of God is in his word. That word is given to us in promised form. The promises of God is the source of all that God has given Now catch this, because this is important to you. The Word of God is filled with faith. Paul says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, if you receive faith by hearing the Word of God, God's Word must be filled with faith. Because if there wasn't any faith in it, you couldn't receive faith by hearing it. Now, remember, I said faith is a divine energy of God. We could use several definitions for faith, but personally, that's the one I like the best. Faith is a substance of things. It is the divine energy that God has stored in that word. God always releases sufficient faith in every word that he speaks to cause it to come to pass. There is sufficient eternal power in every word that God has ever spoken to cause it to come into manifestation. But now just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's going to happen in your life. Just because it says in the Bible that by his stripes ye were healed doesn't necessarily mean that you will be healed by the stripes of Jesus. It's an already accomplished fact as far as God is concerned. But until we're able to enter into that by activating the promise and receiving that promise inside us, and causing that faith to be released in us, then it may never come into manifestation unless it is an act of the grace of God or by special manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, somebody laying hands on you or so on. See, just because it says Christ died for the sinner, that doesn't mean that all sinners are going to be saved. See, not all sinners will receive that. They could become sons of God, but they won't necessarily be. Same way with the promises of God. So, he has given us, through the exceeding great and precious promises, all things so that we might be partakers of his divine nature. So, the eternal power of God is in his word. Turn there. I want you to see this in Hebrews, the first chapter. Let's just begin with verse 1, God who in sundry times and divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Now notice this statement, by whom also he made the worlds. In other words, the eternal power of God was in his word Jesus was called the Word of God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was the personification of God's Word upon the earth, by whom also he made the world, who be in the brightness of his glory, whose glory? God's glory, and the express image of his person. Now notice that statement. You ought to underline that in your Bible. The express image of his person and upholding all things but the word of his power. Upholding all things but the word of his power. Now there's something significant here in verse 3. The word person here is the same Greek word that's translated substance in Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Have you ever just stopped and asked yourself what is it you hope for? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means things you desire. Well, now, what do you desire? I don't know about you, but I desire what God has given me. I mean, if it's mine, even in the natural, I want it. If God has given me these things through the exceeding great and precious promises, then I want to enter into them. So faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of what you can't see. Faith is the evidence or the proof of things you cannot see. Faith is a spiritual force. I'm going to say it again. It's the divine energy of God. It is stored in His Word. When you speak and quote God's Word, that divine energy is released inside you. Now, contrary to what we thought sometimes, we got the idea that faith cometh by reading. You know, we just kind of assumed that. It didn't say that, it said faith cometh by hearing. Now, if you go back and read the 10th chapter of Romans, you'll find out what the Apostle Paul was driving at all the time. He said, The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. He says, The word is nigh thee. The righteousness which is of faith says, The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. In other words, he said it has to get in your mouth before it gets in your heart. Now, how many of you know faith won't work in your head? There's a lot of people trying to have faith in their head. Oh, I'm just trying to have faith. You don't have faith by trying. You have faith by hearing. See, we just try to grasp something from God. You don't have to do that. He's already given it to you. I tell you, if you try to operate faith out of your head, you'll have a headache. (laughs) It just won't work. It's like trying to heat this building with that thermostat on the wall. If that thermostat on the wall, if that's all you have, you're not going to heat this building because there's no substance in that thermostat. The substance is out there hooked to the part of that unit. There's substance out there. That thermostat is the goal setter. And unless it sends an impulse out there and says, release some substance, you're not going to have any heat in this building. And some people try trying to operate faith out of the head and there's no substance up there. <laughs> <laughs> The substance of things hoped for. So then if you don't have any hope, you have nothing for faith to give substance to. Now, I don't know why you have to say this, but you do. There's always somebody that thinks that you're going to bankrupt God with your faith. Don't worry about that. God built a divine law into the law of faith where you cannot abuse it. John said, Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence in God. Whatsoever we ask of him, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. In other words, if you ask for something you know is wrong, your heart will condemn you. You'll have a spiritual heart attack. You couldn't believe it? No way in the world. If I prayed that Brother Jim would lose his billfold so I could find it and get his money, well, you know, that's not going to work. I couldn't have any faith that God would answer that prayer. I'd have a spiritual heart attack. My heart would condemn me. It shut my faith down. So we're not talking about obtaining something that God doesn't want you to have. We're talking about entering into the provision that God has made for you. See, the Apostle Paul said it this way. Our preaching to you, he said, me and Sylvanus, when we came to you, said, we didn't preach you yea and nay, He said it was yes and amen. He said all the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, God didn't put a promise in the Word and say yes, but you ugly thing, you're not going to get it. Now that's the way some people, the way they act, you would think they understood that. Well, I know the Bible says that, but you see, we're going to get ours when we get to heaven. Well, you can have yours when you get to heaven, but thank God the Word says that we enter into our inheritance here. We have eternal life. Thank God for it. See, if you're not a son of God now, you're not going to be one when you get to heaven. I mean, if you don't get to be a son of God down here, you can forget about ever being one up there. You'll never make it. We have to enter into the provisions that God has made for us. So faith is the substance of things. Now, come back here to Hebrews 1, where he said in verse 3, "...who being in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person." In other words, the word person here in the Greek is the same Greek word that's translated substance over in Hebrews 11. Now, let's bring that English word over here and say the express image of his substance. Jesus was the express image of God's substance, So then, Jesus was called the Word of God, so the Word of God is the exact expression of God's substance. It is the substance of God. It is his divine energy. It is his divine power. It is God's manifestation on the earth. Jesus was the personification of God upon the earth. He was the Word in person form. And he showed you what the Word could do in flesh, blood, and bone form upon the earth to destroy the works of the devil and bring the manifestation of God's power. In Romans, I want to read that first chapter, verse 20 again, For the invisible things of him... From the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even the eternal power and the Godhead. The Word is His eternal power. Can you see that? I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. I trust you've been with us all this week. We talk about the invisible things of God. And when we're talking about the invisible things of God, we're talking about things that you can't see in the natural realm. But Paul said the invisible things of God are clearly seen being understood by things that are made. God created the earth to produce after its kind. He created the seeds, and the seed makes a demand on the soil. The soil has no choice but to respond. So the key is to get God's word, the promise of God, in your heart. How do you do that? It's in your mouth first, then it's in your heart. Romans chapter 10, the Apostle Paul said, The word is nigh you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Then over in verse 17, he says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And, of course, faith is a substance of things hoped for, it's evidence of things you can't see. So we're talking about changing the scene, shaping the unseen by the invisible things of God. So you take the word of God, you speak it, and faith comes from that word. The more you say it, the more you believe it, because faith cometh by hearing. Words create images. When you begin to say what God's Word said about you, then you're planting a seed. Jesus said it this way, if you had faith as a seed, you would say. That's the way the law of faith works. And the law of faith is the law of change. If you're going to change anything, you've got to do something you haven't been doing. You walk into an elevator and you're on the first floor. If you punch one, say, well, I always believe in calling it like it is. You're going to stay right there. You better bring your lunch because you'll be there a while. But if you call for the third floor, you're on the first floor, that machine will take you there. That elevator will take you there. And that is calling things that are not. And that's the way God's word works in you. That's book offer number 7506. It's called Changing the Scene and Shaping the Unseen. 57-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. Toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Kemp's Ministries and our listeners in this area.